Hello and welcome to another episode in the Streams of Joy Calgary podcast. I just want to take a moment to just share one particular message that we shared during one of our services and it really blessed my life. My prayer is that this message will also bless your life and reignite faith inside of you. So I want to title this message, The Devastating Effect of Unbelief. The Devastating Effect of Unbelief. I want to quickly read the scriptures from the book of Numbers chapter 14 from verse 1 to 10. So because of time, I'm just going to stop at verse 10 and then we can just carry on. So Numbers chapter 14 from verse 1 to 10, the New King James Version, it says, So all the congregations lifted up their voices and cried, and the people wept that night, and all the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron, and the whole congregation said to them, If only we had died in the land of Egypt, or if only we had died in this wilderness, why has the Lord brought us to this land to fall by the sword, that our wives and our children should become victims? Would it not have been better for us to um, you know return to Egypt so they said to one another let us select a leader and return to Egypt the Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel but Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Jephunneh who were among those who had spied out the land tore their clothes and they spoke to all the congregation of children of Israel saying the land will pass through to spy out is an exceedingly good land If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into the land and give it to us, a land which is flowing with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. Their protection has departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. And all the congregations set to stone them with stones. Now the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of Midian before the children of Israel. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the reading of your word. Holy Spirit, pass through your word. Your word is is sharper than double-edged sword. Lord, we pray, Lord, that your word, Lord, will minister to hearts, heal the brokenhearted, ignite faith once again that your people may believe, Lord, that you are able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think. And Father, we cause the spirit of depression even at this moment. Father, we rebuke the spirit of depression in any way the enemy is trying to ignite night law depression in any life listening to this right now by the reason of the authority in the name of Jesus Christ we command depression to get out of your life right now in the name of Jesus the faith law will rise and at the end thereof Lord we have every cause to give you praise and exalt your holy name in the name of Jesus we have prayed amen and amen Now, one of the biggest restrictions to the plan of God and the manifestation of the supernatural in the life of a Christian is unbelief. Now, unbelief is a hindrance to us walking in the fullness of what God has in store for our lives, in the fullness of what God has prepared for us. Now, there is so much that God wants to accomplish in your life. There there is just so much that the Lord wants to do, you know, protocols that he wants to break, to execute, you know, things that will turn around in your life, events he wants to, you know, turn around the in your life that when people hear about such things that God is accomplishing in your life, the story will sound alike because it is a testimony that is beyond human comprehension. Now, however, how much, no matter how much God wants to do these things in our life, the biggest thing that is the hindrance to the move of God is unbelief. Most times we hang on to the doubts and the unbelief due to what we can see physically or the natural way that events are supposed to unfold. 
So when we look at the natural way that things are supposed to happen and, 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 and how, you know, God has set out, you know, the natural occurrences of events and how physically we see that, how, how it's impossible for this to happen, then we, we, we hold on to the doubts and unbelief. We are used to the race being for the fastest. We are used to the, the, the battle being for the most powerful person. We, so we are used to the, the most powerful person being the winner of battles. But one thing that we need to understand is that as part of God's creation, even though he has set up natural sequence of occurrences for things to happen, God bypasses protocols to make sure that he can, you know, put in place the things that will bring his children into the promised land. God can bypass protocols for your sake because one thing you need to understand is that God is the controller of the universe he is the controller of the universe he has the power to suspend the sequence of events even the events that he has put in the place now the scriptures talked about in a particular place Bible talked about how the Lord suspended the sun and the, and, 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 and the moon so that the children of Israel who had gone into battle can win the battle God can suspend protocols calls for your sake to make sure that he has given you exactly what he wants to give to you and bring you into the place where he wants to you know bring you into now breaking protocol is not one of event breaking protocol is not you know one of event that god will say oh yes i broke protocols yesterday there is no need for me to break protocols again god is in the business of breaking protocols to help his children he is in the business of breaking protocols to make sure that you receive the promise even though it might look like it's impossible he's still in the business of breaking protocols to make sure that you receive what he has in store for you the one thing that god hates is unbelief he hates unbelief. No, God hates unbelief, especially when we have seen the miraculous, the things that God has accomplished, even if not in your life, but even in the life of other people, the things that God has accomplished, but then you still, you know, have, you know, doubts in your heart to believe that God is able to do the things that he has done. That is why God will tell the children of Israel, he will say, write down these miracles that are performed. Write them down in the books so that your children and your children's children will read and understand. So if they ask you about what happened, you can carry on this, this story from generation to generation. Because why? Because God wants your faith to be stead. God wants the faith of the children of Israel to be stead that when they hear about the miraculous, the things that God accomplished in the lives of their fathers, that they may believe. Now, one thing that the Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 13, verse 58, the Bible says that the people did not believe, believe God, therefore God did not do a lot of miracles there because of their unbelief. Now, Jesus could not perform miracles in Nazareth because they could not, they, they could not see how the son of Joseph, who was a carpenter, could become a protocol breaker to bring to pass the supernatural in their lives. Unbelief is a hindrance to the move of God and the birthing of God's plans in our lives. You know, our lips will say, Lord, let your kingdom come, but our hearts don't even believe that the kingdom of God can even come. Now, to give you some you know, context to the background of the story, God had instructed Moses to select 12 men, one from each tribe of Israel, and send them out on expedition to Canaan to, to, to spy out to the, the land of Canaan. In fact, God was pretty much trying to showcase, you know, so you guys can actually see what this land of Canaan looks like. He was expecting these guys to come up with beautiful reports to, you know, energize the of Israel and, and, and ginger them up to, to go into the promised land. 
Now, their 40-day expedition was very successful. The Bible says that they brought back, you know, great fruits like pomegranates, fig, grapes, and confirmed that the land indeed was flowing with milk and honey. Now, one thing that we need to understand that these guys ended their report by saying, nevertheless, nevertheless, that is in spite of all these good things that we have just mentioned, we don't see a pathway for us to receive the promise of God. It's like saying, I know that God has said he's going to do it, but I don't see how possible it is that God can do it. So, which means that God is a liar. Oh, makato shata. Oh, my God that I serve is not a liar. If he has said something, he is able to do it. So they made it very clear that they were unable to walk into the possession, the very possession that God has promised them, the very possession that God has, you know, betrothed to them, passed it down from generation to generation. Why? Because it felt like a stronger nation and a stronger people had occupied the land. Now, in the short space of time, they forgot that the Lord who created dry land in the middle of the sea, the Lord that brought in the plagues in the land of Egypt to deliver them, the Lord that caused water to come out from the rocks, is now so small compared to the problem in front of them. They rather saw the problem bigger than God's ability to bring his word to pass than believing that God has that, uh, that power to bring it to pass. Oh, may we never get to the stage in our lives where we see our problems bigger than God's ability to solve them. May we never get to this point, to, to, to the point in our lives when we never see God's ability to change situations, but rather that our problem is bigger than God's ability to solve them. Now, one thing that we need to understand is that the report that the spies delivered to, to the children of Israel is correct from a human perspective. But God expected them to look beyond the problems and focus on Him. You know, when we pray and say, God, we exalt you, we are saying, God, you are exalted high above my situations, high above my circumstances, high above everything around me. Now, the children of Israel were no match to the occupants of the land, which included the descendants of Anak. We all know that you know they were giants we all know that but the children of israel you know continued to brood over the negative report over and over and over again that doubts grew so stubborn in their hearts became unbelief oh i pray that you will just tell yourself i will not brood over that negative report i will not brood over that negative report whatever the doctors have said to you you are not going to brood over it but you're going to rise up in faith because if the lord has said it he is able to do it it doesn't matter what the sickness might be it doesn't matter what it might be it doesn't matter what the doctors have said if god has said it he is able to do it if god has said it he's able to do do it. It doesn't matter. Oh, cancer. We have you. We have no, no no relationship with you. We understand you. We have read your history, but we don't care about your history. We don't brood over negative report, but rather we speak faith. We rise in the prophetic and we begin to decree and declare faith. I wish someone will rise right now, begin to decree and declare faith over that situation right now. Open your mouth and begin to decree and declare faith over the situation right now. Oh, kato shata libra kato zundide libra gadadaba shakata rakato libra hondo posuke yakata ya bo shata rakata ya malibra dosunde yagadada remato shakata. It doesn't matter what the doctors have said, it doesn't matter what the situation looks like. But in the name of Jesus, we will rise in the prophetic right now and we decree and 
and declare, oh Mali Karabadaya, we decree and declare that it is fading away. We decree and declare it is just phasing away. In the name of Jesus, we decree and declare it is not permanent. You are living right now. We command your sickness out of that body. We command every door that is shut to be opened in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, one thing that we need to understand is the Bible said that the children of Israel lifted up their voices and they cried through the night. They lifted up their voices and they cried through the night. Oh, Karabada Shatalia. Ah, and their cry was not, you know, a cry of Lord help us. Their cry was a cry of, oh God, this is impossible. Lord, this is impossible. This is absolutely, there is no way, Lord, that you can do this. That was what their cry is about. Every attempt that was made by Joshua and Caleb to convince them that God is able to give them the land had even made them more angry. The Bible said that they connived together to stone them to death. They connived together to stone them to death. I wish the Bible talked about that weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. I wish that the place of a weeping in the night would not be the place of expression of doubt and unbelief, but a place of a weeping in the night would be at a place of expression of faith, that we will rise by the time it's morning, that we will rise up in the morning with faith, taking possession of what God has given to us. And the Bible says that the land when Joshua and Caleb was trying to convince them in verse 7, that the land that we passed through to spy is an exceedingly good land. And take note of this, it says, if the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into the land and give it to us. <laughs> if the Lord delights in us, he will bring us into the land and give it to us. A land which is flowing with milk and honey. But what don't you do? Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land. For they are our bread, the protection has departed from them because the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. One thing that we need to understand is that we are the delight of God. We are the delight of God. I wish someone would declare with me, I am the delight of God. I am the delight of God. Because you are the delight of God, God will go to any length to break protocols for your sake. I wish you could repeat that to yourself again to say, I am the delight of God. I am the delight of God. Situations around me might be saying something else. Oh, Lebrado Shata, you might be depressed because of certain situations. Boy, you are the delight of God. You are the delight of God. Don't allow the enemy tell you something else. If you can leave the 99 in the bush and come looking down for me, looking for me in every corner, then I am the delight of God. I am the delight of God. I am the delight of God. Can you reaffirm that to yourself? I am the delight of God. And you're probably thinking within yourself, no, God is too busy with other people to look down my way. God is saying, he is very interested in you. He is very interested in you. I don't know exactly what your problems might be that you're facing right now, but God is saying, do not fear them. Do not fear them because he has a plan to bring you down to an expected end. If he can divide the right sea and create a land in the middle of the right sea, he can do it. We are reaffirming through faith that God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. And what God cannot do does not exist. 
Now, in the midst of all the chaos caused by the children of Israel, midst of all the chaos that was happening due to unbelief, Bible said that God came down and he was so angry with the children of Israel that he wanted to wipe them off the face of the earth and raise another generation through Moses. But Moses convinced God that it was not the best thing to do and he found that no Israelite who had vehemently expressed their disbelief will walk into the promised land. Oh my God, my God, my God, my God. I pray that faith will rise in us. Oh, I pray that faith will rise in you even at this moment. I wish you can rise on your feet and begin to express faith wherever you are. Begin to express faith, express faith over that situation. Express faith over that circumstance. Express faith, express faith, express faith, express faith. Can you speak to yourself again and say, Lord, show me mercy. Lord, show me mercy mercy. May you delight in me and break protocols for my sake. Lord, have mercy upon me. Have mercy upon your servant. May you delight in me. May you delight in me and break protocols for my sake. Oh, Lord, may you delight in me. Have mercy upon me and break protocols for my sake. Break protocols, Lord, for my sake. Oh, break protocols, Lord, for my sake. Break protocols for my sake. Oh, Lord, break protocols. In the name of Jesus Christ, we're going to pray one more time. We're going to say, Lord, help my unbelief. Let my faith, Lord, rise. Let my faith, Lord, be built. Let my faith, Lord, rise. Help my unbelief. Help my unbelief. Help my unbelief. In the name of Jesus Christ, Father, we pray, oh God, that faith will rise faith Lord to receive to receive Lord the inheritance faith Lord to receive the promises faith Lord to receive Lord will rise in the name of Jesus Christ and we're going to pray one more time that every protocol instituted by the enemy to take you away from your breakthrough that it is being nullified right now every protocol in place set by the enemy to nullify your breakthrough oh let the fire of the law consume it let the fire of the law consume it it might come in the form of regulations it might come in form of policies but by the reason of the authority in the name of Jesus we we reverse such utterances. We reverse such ordinances. We reverse such policies. We reverse such rules and regulation. It is working out in our favor. It is working out in our favor. In the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, because we're expressing faith, Lord, in the season. Thank you, Father, for faith. Thank you, Father, for giving us the grace, Lord, to receive. We'll bless your name, oh God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.